to Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. This evening, we have Pastor Maureen Washira from Kenya. So you're on the air. Thank you, Manuel. How are you, Manuel, and how is everybody? Everybody is fine. Welcome. Awesome, 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 awesome. I know right now in America it's a very sensitive um, time, especially when um, when we look at even the the death of uh, Floyd, and it's really caught us also by so much. uh, I mean, we're in so much pain. But um, in spite of it all and in spite of the pain, we still stand as believers and say God reigns, God remains to be on the throne, no matter what we go through, no matter the trials, no matter the tribulation. And so to the body of Christ, today I just want to talk to us about the blessing of a benediction. The blessing of a benediction. And before I just share, I just want to say thank you, Emmanuel, for hosting me. I don't take it for granted. It's such a joy to share the word of God with the body of Christ everywhere in the world. And so the blessing of a benediction, amazing topic. I know I know people are wondering what does it mean, uh, the blessing of a benediction. But I want to take our minds to the book of Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verses 14. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verses 14. And the Bible says in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verses 14, the Bible, Paul writes and says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I know many a times we usually say this as a grace, as, as a benediction when we are we are finishing prayers, service is about to, we are ending service and we want to say it. You want to say bye-bye to someone and you just want to say this as a benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Those are such profound words. Those are such powerful prophetic remarks. But I want to start by saying we need to understand what is a benediction. And from research, from even when you Google on the internet, get a dictionary, a benediction means a conclusion. But we realize also that a benediction is an invocation of a blessing. A benediction is a well-spoken blessing. And so after writing the letter to the church in Corinth, Paul concludes and says, finally, brethren. The use of the word finally means having said all that I have said. It is as the last words. Finally is a dying statement if I'm to say that. Finally, the last point of reason. So Paul, Paul's last point of reason is what I look at, and I'm going to divide it into three key points. And I pray that these are going to become your prayer points, even for the day today. The first thing that Paul writes is saying, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This grace that Paul is talking about is the nature of God's love. This grace is streaming from the fountain of redemption. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, Paul states and says, For you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that through his poverty you may become rich. This means that this grace Paul is talking to us 
He's actually telling us, may the nature, may the life and the nature of Christ be upon us. And why I began by stating the sad state of affairs happening in the country of America today, and not just America, but the world, is because if there's a time that we needed the nature, the life, and the character of Christ is now more than ever. So the next thing somebody tells you, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Rejoice, because what they are saying is, may you experience Christ's humility. May you experience Christ's endurance. May you experience the favor that Christ had. May you have that favor. In other words, the person will be saying that Christ's grace may bring you above, above human riches, above man's wealth and prosperity, but let it bring you to a place of spiritual riches and inheritance in the midst of poverty. Let it bring you safety in the midst of danger. This grace will give you strength. Paul writes in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, three times he says to me, my grace is sufficient for you, and my strength made perfect when you are weak. So the next time you are given an opportunity to share the grace benediction, as you speak these words, it will be a prophecy that shall come from your heart. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the second thing Paul comes and says, and the love of God, my God, and the love of God. He has stated the grace, which is the life and character. And so now Paul comes and says, and the love of God, the second statement. What does it mean by the love of God? Brothers and sisters, the love of God is rich. The love of God is infinite. The love of God is eternal. The love of God is not temporal, but it is permanent. The love of God has no height, it has no depth, it has no width. The love of God, it is immeasurable. It surpasses knowledge. It surpasses human understanding. The love of God is the only love in this world that has no condition. Would you believe me this, uh, this day when I say, that even love between spouses has a condition, but it's the love that has no condition. It is the love that Paul writes in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, and says that no eye has seen, no ear has had, no mind has even perceived this love. It is a love that you cannot understand, where he gave himself even before you gave yourself. So when Paul says, and the love of God. He's telling you, may something come and cloud you, cloud your judgment, cloud your emotions, cloud your feelings, and that is the love of God. And sure as it is, in our day and age today, we really need the love of God. I am miles and miles away in Kenya. Emmanuel is miles and miles away in America. But it's the love of God that have made us meet. We've never met face to face. You will be shocked. But there's something, the love of God that is bringing us together. It is the love of God that breaks tradition. It's the love of God that breaks racism. It's the love of God that breaks status in terms of wealth and poverty. It's that love that is permanent, that doesn't know height, doesn't know depth, doesn't know width, doesn't know space. That is the love that Paul writes. And then the third thing, 
And so we have looked at the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. And that he comes and finishes and saves. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship. If there's something, Emmanuel, that people need in our day and age today is the communion, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the communion of the Holy Spirit, the relationship of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, the, the interaction of the Holy Spirit. I always say this, I wonder what people do. I wonder what people think. I wonder how people operate without the person of the Holy Spirit. I wonder how people live their lives without the person of the Holy Spirit. Because let me tell us, brothers and sisters, if there is one person who ought to be very important in your life today, it is the person of the Holy Spirit. And I've been teaching and telling people during this season of COVID-19, so many countries, if not all, have been on lockdown. But this was a season and a time for us to interact, hear from the Holy Spirit, so that by the time the lockdown is lifted up and called off, I'm telling you things are going to happen. This Sunday will be Pentecost. And we remember in the book of Acts, Pentecost was when the person of the Holy Spirit came, even as Jesus went, was ascended into heaven. This was the day where there was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when Paul comes and writes and says, the fellowship, the communion of the Holy Spirit. In other words, what Paul was telling the church is, may your life be established by the Holy Spirit. May your influence be by the Holy Spirit. May you understand that you are who you are because of the influence of the Holy Spirit. A wise man said, show me your friends and I can show you your character. But today I want to tell you, show me your work with the Holy Spirit and I can already conclude your character. When we talk about being influenced by the Holy Spirit, Isaiah 59, 19 says, the Spirit of God shall raise a standard. It is not man who shall raise a standard. It is not your spouse who shall raise a standard. It is not your children who shall raise a standard. It is not any president who shall raise a standard. But I want to submit to us that it is the Spirit, your relationship with the Holy Spirit, that shall raise a standard. The communion of the Holy Spirit will raise a standard in your life. To be in communion with the Holy Spirit is to know that your standard is defined by the Holy Spirit. Oh my, 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 I think that's a very powerful statement. Your standards, your values, your worth, your value is defined not by man, but by the Holy Spirit. Many a times women, when we get married, we like when our men define our value. But I want to tell you, woman, no man will define your value. Men, no woman can define your value. No parent can define your value. Your value ought to be defined by the Holy Spirit. To be in communion with the Holy Spirit is to be reminded of the promises of God. And the Bible says that the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. So to be in communion with the Holy Spirit is to be able to know the thoughts of God and to be able to know what does he think about me? What does he say about me? What does he want me to do? Where does he want me to go? 
where does he who does he want me to uh, fellowship and relate with that is what it means to be in communion with the holy spirit and that is why the bible says in the book of john chapter 16 and verses 23 that in that day in that day you will not need to ask me about anything i assure you and most solemnly say to you whatever you ask the father in my name as my representative he will give you i'm reading from the amplified classic version that in that day which day today is the day this is the season where we are pressing the reset button this is the season where we are getting into a deeper relationship with the holy spirit and let me tell us brothers and sisters to spend time with the holy spirit is the greatest and the most rewarding thing you will ever have just be taking every day a constant time and just decide for 30 minutes i'm just going to be taking time with the holy spirit and this time is not time to go and to write your prayer list and tell him i want i want i want i want i want no this is the time to just go in your place quiet time place and just spend time and listen to him listen to what he will tell you he may tell you to read a book he may tell you to listen to listen to a podcast he may tell you to listen to a sermon he may tell you to listen to a song he may tell you to read the bible he may tell you then to read a magazine he may tell you something but get into communion get into fellowship with the holy spirit and so paul comes and writes and says the grace of our lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all i love the last part also because it says be with you all it does not discriminate and says be with men only or be with women only or be with children only no it says be with you all and so this day i just want to speak prophetically over the body of christ and i want to tell you let the life and the character of the lord jesus christ which is the grace and also let the love the infinite the eternal the rich the permanent the immeasurable the, the knowledgeable love of jesus christ and let the fellowship of god the holy spirit be with you one of the reasons why this 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 verse is a very very powerful verse is because this verse has got the trinity all of them in one verse the lord jesus christ comes and gives his grace and god the father comes and gives his love and the holy spirit brings the fellowship and after that i can guarantee you you're going to see the manifestation and the works of the holy spirit moving you and shifting you from glory to glory to glory so may the lord bless you sirs may the lord be with you may the grace of god keep you may the grace of god protect you may the grace of god continue raising a standard in you may the love of god cover you may the love of god overshadow you and may the fellowship of the holy spirit always be with you may the power the presence and the person the position of the trinity always walk with you god bless you all i love you all over to you imana Praise the Lord. That was a wonderful sermon that you shared with us, Pastor. 
and um, feel free to come back on the show um, once, you know, if the Lord leads you. Uh, and that's going to conclude our show for this evening.